0: This is the Painless Health Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avi. Living painlessly and in good health is our goal. We are here to help you get there. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Now let's have some fun and let's get painless. Well, welcome back to the Painless Health Podcast. This is your host again, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. I've been gone for a little while. Well, you know, I've been coaching my kids' baseball team and helping out with all sorts of stuff around the house, and work has been crazy, so I've sort of taken a back seat with my podcast. I'm sorry I've been delayed by that much. In any case, it's really nice to see little kids improve their skills and have interest in baseball and see how hard they can hit the ball sometimes. 60-year-olds hitting the ball harder than I could ever. So very, very cool. In any case, I'm back to doing some talking here at our podcast. So let's talk about weight loss today in the Painless Health Podcast. Weight has really been an issue more recently in human history. When we were infants in the human age, we never had issues with weight. In fact, most of us were very thin. We were out rummaging, killing animals, trying to get food by picking off trees. This was before we actually invented farming and things like that. So so over the last 20 to 30 years, people have really gained a lot of weight. If you've noticed, children have really gotten fat. So in the late 1970s, only 6.2% of young adults were obese in 2017, 33% were obese. These are scary numbers. The average BMI or or what we use to describe how fat people are went from or it's also known as body mass index. It went from 23.1 to 27.7. 27.7 is considered overweight. 23.1 is actually considered to be within normal range. And this is for children, not for adults. I think adults may be even higher, and it depends which part of the country or which part of the world you're in. One out of every three Americans, think about this, one out of every three Americans are dieting at any given time. And 85% of those dieters are women. 60 Billion dollars are spent every year in the United States on diet products. Sixty billion. That's with a B. That's a lot of money. One of the first dietitians ever known was an English doctor named George Shane, spelled C-H-E-Y-N-E. I was trying to figure out how to say that, but I figure it's Shane. So he was overweight. But then he started a meatless diet and started drinking only milk and eating only vegetables, along with drinking water, of course. This actually caused him to lose a bunch of weight and a lot of people followed his diet, which is very interesting to think about how that's very similar to a lot of the diets that have been invented nowadays. This was back in the, in the uh, 1760s. Now, in the 1860s, almost a hundred years after that, there's an English undertaker named William Banting. He started a diet where he would avoid sugar, other sweet foods, starch, beer, milk, and butter. Believe it or not, this is still what's used for many current diets today. This is the model that is used for many current diets today. Since then... There have been over 1,000 weight loss diets until now. So what is the key to weight loss and how to stay healthy? This is going to be my little thing about how to stay healthy. So the key is to get all the necessary vitamins and minerals that are needed for your day and not waste any calories while getting these. Now, Oftentimes, we will waste some calories. We drink some soda. We may have a beer. Whatever we do, these are considered wasted calories. So let's talk about empty calories. Empty calories are wasted calories. The things that have empty calories and are most commonly known to have wasted calories, one is alcohol. Alcohol causes 5% of drunk driving cases, $224 billion. Again, be with the billion dollars of annual cost to society and alcoholism is a huge part of this but that's not what i'm talking about mainly so alcohol has lots of calories itself alcohol itself is seven calories per gram so when we talk about calories per gram in my last three podcasts before this which were several months ago i'm sorry about that but the last three podcasts the first one we talked about lipid we talked about lipids we talked about carbohydrates and we talked about protein so lipids were 9 calories per gram protein 4 calories per gram and carbohydrates again 4 calories per gram alcohol has 7 calories per gram which is almost as much as fat the problem with alcohol is usually it's distilled or it's made in some sort of way where you don't get any other nutritional properties. The only way you might get some nutritional properties is if the alcohol is added to something else or you're getting alcohol in some sort of fruit drink like maybe even wine would have some nutritional properties more than say a distilled vodka or something like that. So In any case, alcohol, if you're having alcohol in any form, is probably not going to have any good nutritional properties. So that is considered empty calories. The second thing to avoid is free sugar. So cola has no nutritional value unless if something is added to it. So if you add a vitamin to it, yeah, maybe there's some nutritional value, but Really, cola has a lot of empty calories in the sugars that are in there. So these are sugars that have been distilled from something that actually had some value to it. Like even sugar cane has some value to it. But when you take out just the sugar from the sugar cane and you don't eat the green stuff, it becomes very, very bad for you. So the other thing to think about are juices. Juices actually have much less nutritional value than a full fruit. The fruit has other things like fiber, which we talked about in previous podcasts, which are actually good for you. And the juice itself has a lot of just the sugar in it. There are some vitamins and juices, but not necessarily as good as if you just had the fruit by itself. The other thing to think about when you're changing your diet and you want to lose weight is not to avoid one macronutrient. So macronutrients are things like, Fats or carbohydrates or protein. One of those three things, if you're going to avoid, you will probably lose something else with it. And what I mean is that each of those things usually comes with some other nutrient that you need. So fats have some vitamins in them, have some minerals in them. Things that you eat that have fat in them have those things in them. And the important thing with those are that you may lose some of those other nutrients, the micronutrients, not the macronutrients that come along with the macronutrients. So you need a balance of carbohydrates, fats, and sugars in order to live a healthy life. So if you want to lose weight and not do it with, don't do it with a fad diet. A fad diet usually comes with quick weight loss. Yeah, you can lose a lot of weight that way, but you can't hold that fad diet for a long time. For example, one of the things that can cause, uh, is a fad diet is a ketogenic diet. And this can cause side effects, including low blood pressure, kidney stones, constipation, nutrient deficiencies, and even increased risk of heart disease. So a ketogenic diet, although people lose weight very quickly, they can definitely have other side effects. The ketogenic diet also is very hard to maintain because people feel like, well, let's just say it. They feel like crap because they have a constant what we call ketogenic flu. People do get through that and still can be functional and do many things, but they still can have that ketogenic flu like thing for a long time. So remember, limiting carbohydrates may limit the amount of other nutrients that you get for your daily living, including vitamin C, B vitamins, and other water-soluble vitamins. So with a ketogenic diet, people have less carbohydrates, which they may lose weight, but people also have side effects and may have not enough of the vitamins that they need for daily living. The other keys to losing weight. One of the scientific articles that I read during research of this said that drink drinking water prior to eating will limit the amount of food that you intake. So drinking water is very important. And exercise is very important. This is obvious, right? You exercise, you actually burn calories. Burning those calories will allow you to eat a little bit more or... Lose weight. Now, you have to remember that when you exercise, you may get more hungry. So you have to avoid avoid getting that hunger and avoid eating bad things when you're hungry. Instead, have something that is more nutritious and have something that has less calories that may be more filling. Also, eat balanced and a limited amount. One of the things that some people do when they're trying to lose weight is to eat less quantity of the food. So normally you would get a plate of something. Instead instead of eating the whole plate, you'll eat a half a plate or three-fourths of a plate, which will still fill you enough that you don't feel super hungry, but it will also allow you to lose weight because you are actually used uh, in taking less calories. One way to keep track of this is with the in the new devices that we have today, I still consider them new, even though we've had them for about 20 years. But having smartphones and what we used to use, PDAs, and something else, some electronic device, even a computer. These computers and things have apps that may help you keep track of the amount of calories that you are intaking. One of the apps that I've used that I actually use personally was called MyFitnessPal, Pal. And I felt like it did a very good job in keeping the amount of calories I've eaten, the amount of uh, calories I've I've used during exercise and during my normal day, and how to keep the overall amount down and actually be on a negative amount. Now, at some point, you may get to a point where you're not losing any weight, and you have to recalibrate the device or recalibrate how you're doing this. So, think about that when you're when you're downloading these. Uh, apps. The other apps I would recommend are Lose It Calorie Counter. That is one full name. The other one is Chronometer, and the other one is Fujucate. All these apps are considered decent apps. Some of them may cost you money. Of course, I haven't been paid by any of these apps. I'm just letting you know ahead of time. I'm not getting paid for this. I'm paying for my own podcast, all right? So anyway, these apps are apps that you may want to consider to download to try to lose weight. They are very interesting and can give people some good results. And using a fitness tracker may help you with your calorie requirements and overall calories that you have eaten during the day and overall calories that you've expended. Some of the things that you can use for this are these apps, as well as using a phone or a watch that has the amount of steps you've taken, the amount of exercise you've done, etc., etc. So it's important to try to keep track of all these things. Now, before you get started on any sort of diet, go talk to your primary care physician or other physician that you may be talking to. And talk to them about your diet program. Talk to them about what you want to do. It's really important to do this and speak to someone before you start a diet, before you start experimenting with your health you know in that sake it's probably important before you even start changing anything in life to speak with other people about it because you never know what the side effects are going to be or what your results are going to be so make sure you speak to your loved ones make speak to make sure you speak to your primary care physicians do you need more information or more help there are lots of resources online including at the Mayo Clinic Cleveland Clinic my two favorites and local I guess STARS are UCSF and Stanford. All these websites have lots of information, lots of different doctors that you can find that can give you more information and actually can get you started on these diets. So if you have any questions, you can always send me an email. And my email address is info at painlessnx.com. Again, info at painlessnx.com. I am going to be trying to record podcasts at least once every other week now that the school season has started for my kids. And I've been able to do a little bit more thinking and I have a little bit more time to come up with topics and other things. Again, if you have any topics you want to talk about, or you want me to talk about, please send me an email again, info at painlessnx.com. My next topic is probably going to be information about long COVID. And I haven't talked about COVID in a while, and COVID's sort of become this background thing where we've had so many people with COVID. Even I had COVID in January. You know, my family, some people have had it twice, fortunately. Some people have had some bad side effects after COVID. You know, it's been a long road for all of us, especially as physicians. We've been through a heck of a lot with lack of staff and whatnot from COVID, and we've been reeling with it. So, I'm going to go through a little bit more about long COVID next time and what we've learned and what's going on. And I think we should also talk a little bit about monkeypox, Um, kind of an interesting topic. And also an upcoming, I don't know if it's going to be an epidemic, but uh, you never know. It's just interesting to talk about these different different things and explore it a little bit and see what we can find out and give everybody information. So again, thank you for listening today. This is Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. This is the Painless Health Podcast. I will see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. I hope the information that has been given to you has been useful. Of course, I am a physician, but not yours. So please go see your physician for medical advice and further information about any of the topics you've heard today. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.